Welcome to Listen Up, a Marine Log podcast. I'm John Snyder, publisher and editor of Marine Log. Investment decisions will loom large over shipowners over the next 14 months as they scramble to comply with the IMO 2020 sulfur cap. The regulation dictates the use of 0.5% sulfur-compliant fuel or abatement technology such as exhaust gas cleaning systems or burning alternative fuels such as LNG. At a series of customer seminars taking place at SMM 2018 in Hamburg in early September, Total Lube Marine emphasized that whatever choice shipowners make for compliance, it had both a fuel and a lubricant solution. Marine Log spoke with Jean-Philippe Roman, Technical Director at Total Lube Marine, and Total Lube Marine Global Marketing Manager Serge Del Ferrer about how they're supporting their customers in this challenging time. But as you were saying, you know, the, the challenge of, of 2020 is, is right upon ship operators, and so you're going to have to support them as they move to alternative fuels, or yeah, you know, such as LNG, um, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, 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 what, we, uh, what we present here is the, uh, the, the offer we have for the market, because uh, we will have the, scrubbers, the users of uh, compliant fuels according to uh, the regulations of uh, the one who had uh, decided to go for a longer term investment on LNG fueled engines and uh, in total we have the uh, ability to uh, propose to uh, these customers both the fuels from total global solutions and the total marine so uh, the point is uh, to uh, show this frame here and to show the people that we are ready uh, to uh, uh, have an extended, uh, an extended offer of fuels and lubricants and to, uh, uh, um, to give an answer to uh, the requirement for flexibility on the market. Right, I mean, yeah, I, I was uh, up at uh, MAN, up at Copenhagen, of course, they just rolled out their LPG uh, engine. Um, and is that something you work closely with uh, the OEMs on? The yeah, yeah, because, of, uh, because this type of engines uh, is based on the, their concept of GI, LGI engines. So uh, they adapt this uh, concept of, uh, it's not really dual fuel, but uh, gas fuel engine to different types of alternative fuels, including the LPG. Uh, so we work with them uh, regularly uh, on the basis of regular meetings uh, to uh, report our experience from the field, to uh, explain the development we are doing in terms of lubrication uh, and of uh, formulation of lubricants, and they give us their feedback of uh, the, the service of their engines in order to uh, match uh, the specifications of our lubricants to the need of, the, of their technology. So for the LPG, for example, this is something that uh, uh, is included in the global project of development of, the, of their uh, uh, GI engines, and uh, the interest is that uh, the interest, is, uh, the application of such engines uh, is uh, um, 
definitely uh, for dedicated uh, situations. I mean, LPG will probably not be a large uh, used fuel in the future. But anyway, uh, well, we, we were thinking about that, uh, considering that uh, in, uh, uh, in uh, remote islands uh, where they have to use uh, engine, uh, marine engines for the production of electricity, and uh, in line with the evolution of the regulations and the emissions, uh, the use of uh, LPG might be of interest uh, for economical reasons uh, instead of the use of LNG that requires uh, an infrastructure that is um, uh, that is uh, putting the price of the, the kilowatt produced at high levels considering the investment required for the, uh, the delivery of the, of the LNG. So LPG can be an alternative for these uh, remote places, but it's, it would probably not be uh, uh, a largely used fuel around the world. What about, you know, of course everything here is uh, about the digital transformation of the shipping industry and decarbonization, you know, where as we move forward, you know, forward towards 2020 and then ultimately IMO's goal of uh, carbon neutral by 2050. So uh, on the side of the lubricants, uh, there is room to, uh, uh, to bring uh, our contribution to this uh, uh, um, to this uh, strategy of decreasing uh, the uh, CO2 emissions and uh, globally the fuel consumption of the ships. So we have this experience uh, in, in total uh, of uh, fuel economy lubricants and that has been applied to automotive lubricants, to heavy duty lubricants. We have developed in the past years uh, trunk piston engine oils for the four-stroke uh, marine engines, uh, a fuel economy that has been uh, evaluated uh, in cooperation with MAN. And, uh, we have shown from bench testing that uh, the potential for fuel economy is significant, that is to say more than 1%, which is uh, quite significant in terms of uh, marine. So for, for the lubricant only, just by controlling the uh, uh, viscosimetrics of the product. So we have, I would say we are uh, at the head uh, for the, that kind of development. And uh, you have probably heard that we have developed also new chemistries for the cylinder lubricant, for two-stroke lubricants. So we have this ability to combine new chemistries or a chemistry that we know regarding the uh, reduction of friction and the reduction of emission uh, for the future lubricant. And we have already in mind to uh, reconsider that the trend for the transition in the future is definitely to go to low ash chemistries and to fuel economy lubricants. And uh, we already have experience in that and uh, we will continue to work for, for us the next generation. We do our own research, we have our research center yeah. and we believe very much in the chemistry uh, because there are some conservative approaches that say, well, you can have a very old fashioned lubricants in the market, but we have constantly uh, worked uh, on, uh, on innovation and, uh, and the uh, research in order to uh, move forward with the requests of the needs of the of the, of the, of the market. So because here 
below you, you've got uh, behind you, you've got some pictures of the, of the research center uh, that is based in France, near, near Lyon, and this is where we have our marine lubricant division with our own formulations, and we believe pretty much in the, in the chemistry as being the, the first brick of the of the offer. And after after that, we have uh, other bricks like a worldwide supply chain with a thousand ports, hundred countries delivered. Uh, the brick of uh, human support with a network of uh, six people, uh, a network of marine engineers, and then a, a last brick maybe, whether there are maybe others, uh, about the services. So we also understand it's very complex for the crew, for even for onshore staff to, to cope with all these challenges, all the paperwork, compliance, safety, uh, OEM guidelines. If you consider that in the past, OEM guidelines were maybe two pages, now you've got 21 pages of just on lubricants. And then uh, it's quite challenging for them to understand, so we deliver onboard services, we deliver, uh, we have a lab network, uh, we have expertise to provide to the crew, and finally we train them as well. We have a sort of academy. Uh, it's not a big school, it's not the MIT, but it's, uh, it's, uh, we, we deliver bespoke trainings, and we also give lectures to the Merchant Marine Academy.